Welcome back. It's the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod packed episode for you guys. LeBron is heading back to the NBA Finals. The Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics play game six tonight. And football's on big Sunday. Let's get after it, guys. Before we get going, remember ballandroll.com, your spot for the best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, your spot for the hottest basketball merch on the web. Like I said, packed Sunday. Let's get after it. Kev, what's up, man? What's up, man? You, you would think I'd be doing so good. Okay, so first, Chicago Bulls, you know, we're doing all the right things. We secured Billy Donovan. Great, great signing. Let's go. Great for the culture. You know, Kobe uh, White made a uh, second team all-rookie. Great things are happening, you know. And uh, Billy Don- Donovan only has good things to say about the team. Joakim Noah is, like, thinking about coming back, so that would be a huge ad. We need a... You know, we need Joakim back more than anything in the world. But, um, you know, and, and there's football today. Patriots are playing. Like, it's it's just a great – it should be a great time. But then, John, let me tell you what happened, okay? So, I, one day, I, I'm in a group chat with Richard and one of my boys. And then, you know, I just get this message being like, they're making trades. And I was like, oh, what kind of trades are you making? Like, trading cards? No. In their own fantasy football league. Without me, Uh-oh. there's three guys in this group chat. Two of them are in a fantasy football league. Mm. And the third one specifically tweeted at the beginning of the football season, he's a football free agent, a fantasy football free agent. We already had a full league, though. Nah, nah. Well, what? okay. I, I, there's no need for excuses, but I feel betrayed. I feel it's hurt. Good. My heart my heart hurts. It's a uh, really good excuse, though. Huh? It's a really good excuse, though. No, it's not, Richard. I could have always found somebody else, you know? Like, whatever. Damn, it's all good, it, man. Yeah, I know. You hate to see it, especially your boy, too. You're the, like your day one boy. Like, you know, you, this is the dude that's going to be like, when I'm getting married, up there uh, up there beside me. And he doesn't even invite me to his fantasy football league. Oh, yeah. That won't cut deep. It's all good. You know, life it moves was, on. Uh, Miami the, Heat is playing awesome. What? I wasn't the commish, though. Richard, I don't need this excuse from you, okay? It's not becoming a we, we don't need this, okay? All That's right? That's a great excuse, though. No, okay, stop it. Stop with the excuses and the lies and the betrayal. I can't I can't stand it. But other than that, I'm doing good, man. Like, uh, Miami Heat was playing incredible except for the last game. Tyler Hero, he's a bucket. He's an absolute bucket. That's all I got to say. But I'm doing good, man. How you doing, Rich? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay, man. Um, we got our last game of the season today. Um, so we got to wrap that one up. And then, yeah, offseason begins. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I wish, I wish we didn't lose a lot, but c'est la vie. Um, but anyways, John, um, how are you doing? And I also have a question for you to uh, kick things off. And it's something that um, Kevin and I were arguing about yesterday. How do you feel about playing zone in pickup basketball? Damn it. Damn it. Mm. Pickup basketball, playing zone. Honestly, when I play pickup, it's not too serious. So I, I'm usually just chilling. But yeah. when when that squad pulls up to the court and they start to play that zone, you're like, damn, these guys are kind of serious. Oh. Like for me anyway, I think they should play in a organized league if they want to do that type Thank of stuff. Because to you. me, pickup is not that serious. Like uh-huh. if you want to play a zone, play in a league and you know try to get a like a league okay. title, okay. but um, 
Yeah, don't don't call, don't come up to the park pulling up a zone like a Thank two you. three or okay. one so, three one. Please no, don't. No, see, the, the problem is it's never a one three one or a two three. It's always either like one one or two two. It's never yeah. a one three one. No nobody ever pulls up with a five man roster for a pickup game. But like, see, pickup basketball is for egos, strictly egos and only egos. That's uh-huh. it. It's not you're yeah. not out there to get scouted and recruited to go play somewhere else. That's not what pick pickup is for. You're not playing in Rucker Park. All right. That that's not what we're doing over here. Okay. Okay. Pick up basketball to me is when I show up to a court, I see the best guy on the other team and I say, I want to guard him. I want to lock him up. And like say if he gets a block or a steal on me, you know what I'm gonna do? I have to get a bucket on him. I'm not wor- worried about, you know, yo, yo, switch, switch. No, no, no. I'm I'm running through screens trying to keep up with my guy. Yeah, it's man to man. Thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate, you know, a a man with logic over here. Yeah. But, like, also, check out my basketball IQ for a second. Like, we're we're playing pickup (laughs) yesterday. And, like, I'm focused on, like, guarding. And then, like, there's this moment where I just, like, guy has the ball at the top of the key. And, like, I look around and I'm like, holy shit, we're playing zone and pickup basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was was actually very inadvertent. So... I just like turned around and I'm like, oh my god, we're doing this. It's like, <laughs> we're playing zone. It's a, it was a really warm day in Dallas yesterday, so like, we weren't ready to play man to man. But also, we were three and zero playing zone. So, I, 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 I guess I'd accept that. The only, the only, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is the W. And the funny thing is, I was, like, 0 for 50 shooting threes yesterday, but, like, 3 for 3 in game-winning shots. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Volume shooter, baby. I'm confident. I'm like Jalen Brown against the Toronto Raptors. I might be at 0 and 12, but I'm going to keep shooting because I know that the next shot's going to go in. Yeah. Yo, it doesn't matter if your 12 shots missed so far. All that matters is if your 13 shot hits. That's it. That's all that ever matters. Exactly. We took only threes and layups. Not really, not really any mid-range shots because, you know, not aesthetically efficient. Um, but, but Rich, but like in pickup basketball, like one of my favorite things is backing down a dude. No, and no, then hitting none, a fade. None, none of that. None of that. <sighs> we, we either go like right under the basket where the hot, where the efficiency is like way up, or we or we're taking threes. Damn, like that's what happens when a bunch of our well, like. Get onto a basketball court. Yeah, but you didn't have Kobe or Michael moments. No, no. Come well, on. Oh, like That's I okay. So wait. So wait. My my game. So here's what happened in game two. I'm like 0 for 10 from three at this point, and then guy has a hand in my face, and I drop a three over him. There we go. So now it's 10 9, 10 9, um, and next point wins because we're playing to 11. I get the ball, he check, drop a three in his face. That's my Kobe moment. Yeah. But but like because this guy was a Miami Heat fan, I hit him with the Tyler Hero and was like, I'm a bucket. Oh no, Richard. Yeah. Oh. Was it was it the guys from your group chat? Yeah, it was. Oh no, Richard. The ones who bully me. Yeah, Rich, Richard's getting cyber bullied at his work and real oh, yeah. bullied at his too like it's a real hr problem right now it sucks being a toronto raptor fan in america yeah it's like uh, yeah bullying is undefeated (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but anyways, John, how how are you doing this week? Honestly, I, I'm doing all right, man. I think the whole Raptors loss is definitely behind me now. So yep. I put all my efforts into rooting for the hometown Toronto Blue Jays. I'm always like this, where when the Raptors get knocked out, I'm like, all right, it's Jays time, I guess. And mm-hmm. I know you're not going to be happy about that because of uh, the whole rivalry between the Rangers and the Blue Jays. But <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm just happy that there's something I can like root for now that's a hometown team because it's honestly hard for me to watch basketball right now when I think about, you know, the Raptors. They could have been here. We could have been playing the Miami Heat right now. But you know what? I'm over it. It's wait, it's Blue Jays time wait, for me. Wait, wait. Are you sure you're over it? Because the way you said that, yeah. it doesn't sound like you're over it. You know, part of me, I still got a little resentment here here and there when I see uh, Jason Tatum like using his forearm to push off and the refs never call it. I, I'm still a little bit bitter, but, you know, I'll feel, I'll feel a little bit, just like a tad bit better if the Blue Jays somehow win the World Series this year, which they probably won't. Yeah, well, yeah, but like, OK, so touching on what you said regarding the refs, I, I have this question. See, every NBA season, especially the playoffs, refing is always called into question. And now we have the whole statement saying that LeBron and the Lakers, I'm sorry, not LeBron, I'm the Lakers. I'm doing quotation marks for people that can't see me, which is everybody. Um, the Lakers uh, made a complaint that uh, they aren't getting enough fouls or fouls mm-hmm. called uh, a yeah towards them and whatever right and you're yeah. watching the past few games especially the last miami Heat game and the last two denver nuggets lakers games yeah it seems like i'm noticing a lot more referee action mm-hmm. like everything is a call and there, there's yeah. some calls that they call and they're like oh that's not actually a call our, our bad there's a mm-hmm. lot of things do you think that refs need to chill wait kev uh, yeah. i actually have a good extra test for us to do to prove okay. a point Okay. Can we, like, go in order and, like, name referees we know in the NBA for a second? Like, Easy. see how far we can go? You want, okay. Like, I want to prove a point here. Is that, is that uh, like, active? Just current, like, active referees. Shit. It could be, it could be like, retired ones. Doesn't matter. Okay, okay, okay. Like, we got this. Okay. John, do you, do you know a few referees in the NBA? Like, would, would yeah. you indulge me? Okay. A couple names. Uh, Tony Brothers. Okay. I'll go uh, Scott Foster. Okay, Scott I'm going to go with a classic, absolute legend, Tim Donahue. Okay. Zach ahead. Sarba. Mark Davis. Joey Crawford. Courtney Kirkland. Oh, sorry, my bad. Damn. But, like, <laughs> but like okay, now let's do something else. Oh. Kev, can you name NFL referees for me? No. I can't. No. Damn. Damn, you made me onto something. Okay, Richard, now close so, this up. So here's so here's the here's the point of the exercise. Like if you know, like I can keep going with referee names in the NBA. Yeah, I shouldn't know the names of these referees, but the reason I do is because of how many times these guys like butcher calls. How so many times the game mm. just—it's not about the players. It turns into like a referee show, and like partially, like partially, it's because like. There's a bunch of six-year-old dudes trying to keep up with ten of the most athletic dudes in the world. <laughs> but like, there are many times where I'm like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" Mm. You know? Like another thing, like like that blew my mind is like the um, the um, uh, the coaching replay at the very end of Game Five. I believe it was Game Five when uh, 
Jason Tatum pushed off Jimmy Butler, I think it was, at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And then they called a foul on Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler just, like, stripped the ball. So they go to the coach's review. They, like, look through the video. They talk to Sakakis, and they see that clearly Jason Tatum pushed off instead of call- turning it into an offensive foul because that's just, like, the thing that makes the most sense to me. They, for some reason, call for a jump ball. Yeah, that's because they're not reviewing for the offensive foul in I, that situation. Like that's I, the that's stupid. I, I think they should. It's like, so if, dumb. If you if you but, watch the video and you see something new, I think that should be taken into account too. Yeah, but that's the thing. I know they're not reviewing for that, but they should because yeah. Look, yeah. look, exactly. we should. We're at an age where we shouldn't trust human bias. Mm-hmm. Like you messed up. Look at you're looking at the video. The point here, uh, the point of the coach's review should be to make the correct call, not to go like uh, based off human bias. Like, oh, we missed this one play, so now we're reviewing if it's a foul on Jimmy Butler or not. Like, yeah, else, you know. I- yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's it's like me, you know, if I were a cop and I'm watching CCTV, I see a, uh, I'm looking for a robbery, but I see a murder. Yeah. Am I not going to charge them for the murder? Like, I think I think that's the dumbest thing. If you see video, we, we, we live in an age where information is so readily available to us that yeah. utilize that information. There's a reason why we have the Oculus and we have all the Phantom camera and all these different things. We There's there's people on Sakakis who just sit over there in front of a TV screen. They don't have to run up and down the court that we have to be worried about their, uh, uh, their them being exhausted and making calls like that or whatever. Like, they're just sitting on a TV and they can see that and, be, and tell the referees, yo, I think it's an actual offensive foul. And then they actually look into it and make a proper educated decision. Like, Hmm. The refs cheese me. Even Mark Jackson was talking about it in the last game where they're like, I'm seeing a lot more calls than there needs to be. Like, at this point, the game is just being dragged out. Yeah. And I'm not Mm -hmm. seeing the action. Like, you're giving sometimes, you know, if there's momentum going for one team, you're giving the other team to kind of recuperate, just kind of calm down, and then get back on there. Like, I think that fluidity to the game has to exist without the referees. This is why I'll – see, I know – we aren't there yet, but I feel like somebody has to start with a technology for an AI or a robot referee because we cannot trust human judgment. We know that for a fact. As you said, Richard, we cannot trust that. We need yeah. AI. Yo, instead of trying to figure out, like, if there's life on Venus, I don't care if there's gas on Venus. Give me give me a <laughs> robot. Give me a robot referee with AI. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Like, this is for Elon Musk, who definitely listens to our podcast. Like, abort everything you're doing with SpaceX. Stop that. We don't need any of that. We need to figure out this refereeing problem in the NBA. Like, like put all your resources, and not on Mars, not on finding, like, E.T., but trying to figure out if there's a foul on LeBron or not. (laughs) Um, But anyway, speaking of LeBron, guys, um, let's let's go over what happened yesterday, Game 5. The Denver Nuggets were eliminated, and LeBron James is absolutely incredible. He's going to his 10th NBA Finals. Um, do you guys know the other three dudes who have actually gone to NBA Finals, like 10 NBA Finals mm. before, like 10 more? Do you know I can what probably the guess. Magic Johnson? No. Kareem? Magic Johnson hasn't. Has... Nope. Kareem is one. Bill Russell uh, has Bill Russell? Yeah, yep, that's two. Is it is it Elgin Baylor the other one? Nope. Mm. 
10, 10. How is it not magic? That makes no sense. There's magic. Huh? Magic, magic I think he's made it like nine times. Damn, because he okay. won four with the Lakers. A yeah. couple, and the, the Celtics won three. And I think all three of them came against the... Um, Came against Magic, and then two against. There were two with the Detroit Pistons. Okay. So J- John, you said you said Kareem. Who did you say? I, uh, so I know Bill Russell. Uh, yeah, Kareem, Kareem. Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Who else? It's one more. It's probably a Celtic. I want to say it's a Celtic. It is a Celtic. Is it Danny Ainge? No, no, no. Kevin. Think about like Celtics of like the sixties when they were in the finals all the time. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, how check? Not not Havlicek, not Bill Cousy, not Bill no, Sharman. Bob Cousy. Yeah, Bob Cousy, not Bob Cousy, not Bill Sharman. Damn. Sam Jones? Sam Jones. There we go. Yes. I was going to guess that. Jojo White, but... That's a good one. That's a good one. I think yeah, Jojo White was a few times. But yeah, that's, a, that's another good guess. But yeah, those four guys mm. and LeBron James. So... What, what, what were you, uh, we'll start off with you, uh, John. What were your initial thoughts about this series as a whole, and how do you feel about the Lakers moving on to the NBA Finals? Well, first and foremost, I got to say, um, I don't think anybody ever really doubted LeBron in this series because there was no one that was really going to stop him, in my opinion. But just watching that game last night, LeBron was completely dominant. He, he scored, I believe, like 16 points in the fourth quarter uh, out of his 38 total. He was just in complete takeover mode. Like, I'm going to take my team to the finals now, and Denver's not going to stop me. Like, I, And you saw his look in the game, before the game, too. He was just locked in, ready to go. And mm-hmm. this Lakers team, we've, we've talked about them a couple, like a bunch of times on this podcast, basically talking about their weaknesses but at the mm-hmm. end of the day when you have lebron james and anthony davis that's enough right now i think to mm-hmm. get it done versus a team like denver which to be fair denver played really well in this series there were mm-hmm. times in this series where i thought denver could potentially win this series but at the end of the day the lakers made the championship plays that they needed to make in terms of like hustle rebounds really made a difference in this series Inserting a guy like Dwight Howard into the starting lineup definitely helped the Lakers in the last couple games. And you could also see that Nikola Jokic, he dealt with a lot of foul trouble once Dwight Howard was inserted to the lineup because they were going to Dwight Howard for the for the lobs. And then Jokic, he's not the fastest guy laterally, so that was a little bit harder for him to defend. And Jamal Murray, he played really good in this series, but you could see that in this last game especially, he was, he just didn't have it. And I think it just could be due to fatigue. But you got to be proud of Denver for what they've done. But I don't think mm-hmm. anybody expected Denver to come back from 3-1 again, as much as we wanted to joke that Denver could do it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Lakers, they were going to take this series, whether it was going to be in five or six. I predicted six, but they got it done earlier. So props to them. I mean, yeah. also, also with Jamal Murray, like fatigue, of course, factor. I think he was played like over 700 somewhat minutes. And that's that's up there if you scale it to the whole playoff series, like the whole playoff run. Uh, but dude was actually hurt. 
I, you look at him, he was in some real, real pain. Uh, pr- the uh, game prior to it, he had a little collision where he had a knee contusion for after that. And then after that, people were talking about if it could be a plantar fasciitis or whatever it is. Every time out, you could see him on the sideline just stretching, wincing. He, Whenever he's walk, uh, running up the court, he was limping. Like, dude was hurt. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also blows my mind when people say LeBron James isn't. The greatest player of all time, by the way. Like, dude's made yeah. it to the finals in 10 of his last 11 seasons. Yeah. And one of those seasons, he had, like, a groin injury, which kept him out for, like, 20 or whatever games. You know? Yeah. Like, it blows my mind. Three different teams. He's, like, in his 17th season. And he's still the best player on the floor. He controls everything that goes on in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point will we... Stop talking about MJ and, like, realize that LeBron is, like, on his own level. Like, he keeps doing this over and over and over again. Now he's going to the NBA Finals with his third NBA team. Like, you can put him on whichever team, and he Mm -hmm. makes them instantly better, you know? And not, like, just by a slight bit, but, like, by an insane amount. Mm Well, like, I mean, the thing is that I think by now people from our generation – know who who was the better player mj and lebron but you have to allow the old heads because the thing is that with the old heads it's not that they don't recognize that lebron has a better game it's that they don't want to think that the newer generation is better than them right they're just trying to hold on so just allow them for that but Mm -hmm. i think more more about the series of course lebron was great you know dwight howard stepped up alex caruso yesterday at a point he was like six for six like a guy was just feeding uh, feeding off lebron's energy and balling out hard like they were they were and danny green stepped up and he's actually starting to hit shots shout out to that guy but i think more over here is denver nuggets you have to start. I mean, this was a team we we, we didn't think that was going to make it out of the first round. Like, uh-huh. This is a team who's been battling out every series, going down yeah. uh, th- uh, one and three, and then battling back every single time. Right? Like, that's not kudos to them for that. That's, that's mm-hmm. not a recipe for success. Going it's down not three one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand the uh, the type of uh, the damage that does to that team. Mm-hmm. That, that stress and strain, thank you, John, uh, John, but that strain that's put on that team because that's a lot to come back from every time, not just mm-hmm. physically, but also mentally. Imagine, yeah. you know, you're in a hole, you climb out, and then you fall into another hole again, mm-hmm. you climb out, and the third hole you fall again, at some point you're like, damn, yeah. what's going to happen in the next series? Are we going to go down again? But shout out to them because they played hard. And yeah. at the beginning of the series, we talked about who's going to guard LeBron or AD. And one of the guys I said was Jeremy Grant. And Jeremy Grant really stepped up. In a moment where Jamal Murray wasn't able to create something offensively, he was yeah. able to step up and uh, create some shots for himself, uh, you know, finish around the rim very well, also hit a step out and hit a three. But mm-hmm. defensively is where his game spoke volumes. He was able to, you know, shutting down LeBron and AD doesn't mean, like, ma- making sure they score zero. It means, like, Stopping one or two shots of theirs every once in a while. That's it. And he was able to do that. Of course, you know, shout out to Jokic. He did a great yeah. defensive job as well. But I think they have a bright future ahead of them. As long as they're able to retain some of these guys and then they're able to get a health, healthy Will Barton in next year. Jamal yeah. Murray also, hopefully it's not a bad injury and he's able to come back. And they're able to re-sign um, Grant because I think he's uh, he has a player option going into next year. Mm-hmm. You know, They're able to re-sign him. I think they have a bright future ahead of them, man. Yeah. Well, 
that's that's the thing. Like they, uh, Jeremy Grant does have a player option, so he's probably going to opt out of it. Um, the big thing for the Denver Nuggets, first of all, like you said, Will Barton, he was injured. Also, Gary Harris, like he was hurt at the very beginning of this bubble yeah. and the playoffs, so like he wasn't really himself offensively at least. So you hope that Gary Harris gets back healthy for next season and he gets better because they still have him on the books yeah. until like 2021. But you got to, I completely agree with you when you say you got to give the Denver Nuggets credit. Like when you fall down one and three, yes, there's a mental strain, but like physically, like now your best guys have to play more minutes because like this is it, right? But what we saw from Jamal Murray, I hope this is legit uh, when we move into next season because what he did in the bubble is incredible. Like you always kind of felt like Jamal Murray had it in him, like especially when like he was playing with. The Canadians as like a like a 17 year old in like the Pan Am games and he was like balling out and then he he won a gold medal I think with them something in another tournament and then he went to Kentucky and he was incredibly good so like you hope that this is legit for him because then the Denver Nuggets will be incredibly scary like they have Jamal Murray locked up they have Nikola Jokic locked up until 2022 they have Harris locked up until 2021 like Will Barton doesn't has a player option in 2021. You know, like uh, Michael Porter Jr. is still on his rookie contract. He's making nothing until like 2021 and 2021. It's it's a team option, right? Like um, the big thing with the Nuggets is like Paul Millsap's coming out the books this season. Like he's, yeah. he made 30 million this year and all of that is coming off the books. And like you can tell Paul Millsap was struggling this season and especially in the playoffs, like he's kind of washed. So now you have a bunch of money that's opening up now. And like, you have a guy like Monte Morris, who's a second, second round pick who's making literally nothing, but he's such a crucial part of this team who's still there, you know, like their young core is still very much there, you know? So with all of that, like you got to be excited about what the Denver Nuggets have and like they can build on it. And hopefully they can bring back a guy like Jer- Jeremy Gray and a guy like PJ Dozier, you know? And like, yeah, you still have like, you, have the off season to help Bull Bull develop, right? You have another off season to help Michael Porter develop. So exciting team, right? Yeah. But like, uh, see, the thing is that Paul Millsap, I thought he was brought in for the veteran presence, but a lot of the times on the offensive side, I see him when he catches the ball, when he's off ball, he's trying to make, like, he's trying to get the other teammates to direct him to where he should be. Like Jamal Murray at one play where he got the ball, he looks at Paul Millsap and Paul Millsap isn't moving. He he yells at him, cut, cut, cut. Like yeah. do something, move, right? As a veteran, you should be able to recognize what to do at that moment without yeah. having the younger guy on your team tell you what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Concerning. Uh, John, do you have any like last word on the Nuggets? Anything you'd like to add? You know, I think this Denver team, or, well, just something that I thought of anyway during the broadcasts, they've gotten this nickname, the Comeback Kids. I want to retire that nickname, honestly, because every time Reggie Miller's on the broadcast and he says, oh, here come the Comeback Kids, like, come on, man, like, you need to stop with that. It's getting annoying. Like, I get it. They they were the first team to come back from 3-1 in multiple series, which is... You know, never been done in NBA history, but yeah, that that name sucks. The comeback kids, like that and like, basically but, just says that they fall into a hole too quick and they gotta fight back. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's it's cool being resilient, but 
They got to get a better name than the comeback kids. Come on, man. <laughs> it's also cool to be able to execute early in this series. Yeah. Yeah. Look, sure. the first round against the Utah Jazz, like, the Denver Nuggets were a better team going into that series, and they yeah. found themselves in a the hole. Round two, they went into a series against a team that was ready to, like, self-combust, you know? So, like, they got through the, those two hurdles. And then, like, you get to the Western Conference Finals, you're on a LeBron James-led team where everything's, like, rolling and they're awesome. And, yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. At that point, like, you, they're a young team. Um, you got to just learn from this and ex- execute better throughout a series and not when your backs are up against the wall. And I think we all think that the Denver Nuggets are going to be able to learn from this and get better next season, right? Um, but you know, and when people say they have them right where they want them, that's no. I love I, it. I hate I hate that statement. Like it's like it's I don't fun. think Denver wants to be down three one. If you ask any single player on their team, they're not their game plan wasn't going into it. Like I want to be down three one, <laughs> and then we'll make a comeback. It's funny though. It is. Yeah. Funny. It's hilarious. But people yeah. also forget that every single series Lakers have played the um, in this playoff run, they won in five games. Have they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So last Look, time, last time was game five. Come on. Yeah, that's that's true. And Lakers the, had the Nuggets where they wanted him. Wanted yeah. Him. And before we move on to the Eastern Conference uh, side, I just want to say a couple of things. So one thing we didn't mention is the Lakers are so good defensively. Like we did talk about their lack of shooting at times, but. The big thing with like LeBron is like like you watched it yesterday. There are many times that like, he like sets up guys and it's insane. Like there was one play at, at one point of the game, like LeBron is driving and somehow he finds like Marquise Morris like through a pile in the corner and he drops a three, you know? And like it's a wide open shot and that's what the Lakers offense is. Like it's LeBron doing a bunch of stuff, it's scoring, it's kicking the ball out. So just him alone is able he's able to create such easy shots for his guys that you don't need like insanely good three-point shooters right but then defensively like you got to give them credit like they have been one of the top five defensive teams in the league throughout the season and they carry that over into the NBA finals into the NBA playoffs like they have been incredibly good I'm curious to see what will happen in the Eastern Conference finals uh, in the finals if they face a team like Miami who doesn't really have that size inside so like i'm curious what they're going to do with like the, the dwight howard and javel mcgee but other than that like you got to give this team credit for what they've been doing defensively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shall we shall we move on to the eastern conference side let's come over to our conference yes let's, yeah let's come towards so, here you know, yeah, our home conference yeah like in hindsight we should have probably recorded this uh, this episode like after the Eastern Conference Finals ended, just so we could like finals preview. But whatever. Um, yeah. Six goes today. Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get to our predictions to the game for the game and like predictions for the NBA Finals, uh, what do you guys think about this series in in general? John, I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, honestly, How- this series here, I think it's just been really messy to watch for the Celtics because there are times where they look like they can be super dominant as in the last game they really went off in the third quarter for the first time in like the entire playoffs 
I don't think they've won like a third quarter at all until that last game where they dropped 41 points in the third quarter. But the Celtics, they've just been a mess, honestly, because Miami's just confused them with like switching up from man to zone, kind of like what the Raptors did in their se- second round series. But Miami just looks like the better team in this series to me anyway, because they're just someone stepping up every game, whether it's Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, and then we saw Tyler Hero completely, completely destroy the Celtics in, was that, game four? So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely weird because the Celtics, they're super, they can be super dominant when they want to be because mm-hmm. they have like four guys, as we always talk about, that can really take the ball off the dribble and score in isolation. But I think what's been really puzzling for me is I don't know where Robert Williams is in this series I I think he might be injured but I haven't really seen any reports that he is injured I think they could really benefit from a presence like Robert Williams in this series because he's an athletic big man that can kind of hang with Bam Adebayo a little bit and Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like we we talk about Cantor a lot on this podcast especially since the last round but (laughs) Cantor is not the best uh, defender in the world and He's going to get cooked on pick and rolls every time, although he can be the pre- a presence and a difference maker on the glass, mm-hmm. which is an important thing that the Celtics need to execute. But I, I just think, man, I, I don't know what the Celtics can do at this point. They, they made some adjustments in the last game to pull out another win, but I, I had Miami winning in six in this series from the get-go, and I think they can get it done tonight if Jimmy Butler is being more assertive with his offense. Because mm-hmm. at times, Jimmy Butler, he can just defer to his teammates, which he it usually happens and it's okay because, you know, Tyler Hero will step up or Goran Dragic or somebody will step up. But I think this team really gets to the next level when Jimmy Butler's like hunting his offense while also getting his teammates involved because that makes him a dual threat. He doesn't just have to be like passing the ball. He, he needs to hunt those shots and... I think he can still dominate the game on that end. And if he does that, then I think Miami's definitely going to take game six and eliminate the Celtics tonight. What do you got, Kev? So, I mean, I I have a problem. I have a problem with the Celtics. Why is Solomon Hill on the court? You mean, I don't you mean, get it. He's taking minutes away from Kelly Olenek, who's proven to be the... Uh, quite effective for Miami Heat in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, Kelly Olenek, the last game, he he played like three minutes. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't think Solomon Hill played badly last game. I don't think so either, but, like, would you rather have Kelly Olenek or Solomon Hill on the court? I mean, I, I don't watch a, a ton of Kelly Olenek minutes, but I was watching the game with my Miami Heat fan friend, and mm. he, he said that Kelly Olenek has been terrible for the majority of the season. No, no, no. Okay, for the season, yes, but for the playoffs, he's been quite oh. effective. So but the thing is that in the play, no, no, no. See, you have to understand in the playoffs, he's not there. I mean, he he will get buckets. There's there's been games where he's gotten like double digit scoring in like ten, twelve minutes. All right, mm-hmm. that's cool. But he's there just to stretch the floor. If I see Kelly Olynyk on the co- corner, I'm forced to go towards them and guard him tighter than actually stay in the paint. Solomon yeah. Hill, he's good. He's very effective. He's a veteran presence. And the one thing that Miami has a surplus of is veteran presence. And we know that. Mm-hmm. But he can defend. Like, he, he can, can defend, yeah. But the problem was, 
you know, Miami, they were getting in foul trouble, of course, that being one of the things, a lot of turnovers, they were forcing a lot of shots. And I, I saw a lot of ISO ball with Drogic. Yeah. And I, that's no hate against Drogic because I think Drogic, he's a bucket too. Like he can go out there and get buckets yeah. easily, no issue. But Miami does performs very well when everyone's involved. Like Tyler Hero, uh, get him a few more shots. Duncan Robinson, get him a few more shots. If they miss, that's fine. Just ask him to take more shots. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, the thing is that he can score. He can get buckets. It's not going to be pretty, but he can get it. But he is there for defense primarily, shut down the best player on the other team, yeah. and also to play make. Like he, he knows he can turn up in the fourth quarter if he has to. He even mm-hmm. said on an interview, like he doesn't have to score in the first three quarters because he has his other teammates. But he can, you know, turn – he doesn't need to, like, warm up like a lot of other players. He can mm-hmm. just turn up in the fourth quarter. But yeah. this, the last game was – I it, it cheesed me. I, at a certain point, I wanted to just turn off the computer and just go because the yeah. refing was absolutely insane. There were calls against Miami, and there was also calls against Boston, which I thought were absolutely ridiculous. It changed mm-hmm. the momentum. It cha- pissed off players, got in their head following out Drogic, things like that. It was just completely unnecessary. There were yeah. a lot of calls where they should have just let it play. Let, just yeah. let them play some basketball and let's see what happens. Let, let's let these players dictate who wins the games and not referees. Yeah. Well, here's just my two cents on this series. Like, first with the Kelly Olenek point, like, he's been a negative 22 on this series. Like, he was a negative 9 in game 1, negative 3 in game 2, and negative 10 in game three. So I think it's more so that um, Eric Spolstra wanted to get a different look against sure. against sure. the Celtics. Sure. So he brought in like a Solomon Hill, who's so far he's been a plus four in the series. V- very tiny sample size. But I don't think at the end of the day, it's not like Kelly Olenek or Solomon Hill or Andre Godal is going to win you the series. I think you got to give the Celtics credit in the oh, second yeah. half of game five because like with Duncan Robinson especially, like, if you run him off the three-point line, like, he's going to give the ball away. And that was the big thing that the Celtics did in, in the second half, is they just ran the dude off the three-point line. So he didn't, like, he only shoots threes, right? Like, if you run him off the three-point line, he's going to give the ball away. And, he, like, you got to give them credit, man. Like, they're still as ugly as they've been playing. Like, it's been really, really ugly watching the Boston Celtics play. But... Like, defensively, they're still really, really good. They're a great defensive team. And, like, you see them in spurts. Like, their offense could look really, really good. So, you got to give them credit. Like, Tyler here didn't play. Like, he played fine in game five, I thought. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't do what he did in game four. But I think, like, you just – with game five, you just got to tip your cap to the Celtics. Like, their backs were against the wall. And they played far, far better defensively. Like, their shots were falling. They scored 41 points in the third quarter. Like, if the Miami Heat have anything to look at the day after in film, it's like, look, you want to get to the NBA Finals, you can't allow 41 points in a, mm-hmm. in a single quarter, especially from a team that, like, quite fr- frankly, has been struggling offensively for the majority of the playoffs. Um, like, so, the yeah. thing is that, on paper, Celtics are the better team. 
are they? They, they, they are. They, they, if you go by the type of the players that they yeah. have, they, Jason Tatum is a bona fide superstar. So is Jalen Brown. Kemba Walker is arguably one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah. Marcus Smart, all defensive team. You know, you have guys like Daniel Tice, foul trouble, yeah, but yeah. he's very effective. They have a, you know, an okay bench too. Brad Wanamaker, who, who's been quite effective. Like on paper, they are the better team. And clearly they are because if you look at a season record, they yeah. did better, right? Yeah. And they have a great coach too. So like, sure. and pretty good culture. But the thing is that Miami Heat... It, they're the underdog story. They're, they're the Rudy story. They're the ones that come from the bottom and try to get up top. Okay, they're the grit yeah. guys. Yeah. Celtics. That's why I'm not counting out the Celtics either because Jalen Brown wants to step up. He can step up. Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. if he gets out of his head sometimes, he can come out there and get yeah. buckets. Like a lot of the, like Miami won some of those games because of missed shots from Celtics. Wide yeah. open shots that Celtics should have hit. Miami w- was able to get the rebound and push the fa- fa- the fast break. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. I think the big thing with the Celtics actually is like Kemba Walker hasn't been good. Yeah. Like, like all these like zone defenses that the, uh, teams like the Raptors and then the Miami Heat have been throwing at Kemba Walker. Like he's been really, really struggling. Like Jalen mm-hmm. Brown, I think he's their leading scorer in the playoffs, like on a per game basis. And Jason Tatum's obviously been really good. Like I, it's Kemba Walker who's been struggling for the majority of these playoffs and. Like, look, if the Celtics want to win this series, they need Kemba Walker to wake up. Like, I, I totally understand what you're saying, Kevin, in terms of what they're like on paper. But I think with the way the game is right now, it's all about, like, schemes. Like, how you oh, best sure. utilize the players. Yeah. And I think the Miami Heat have just figured out how to best utilize what they have offensively. And it's oh, been no, working no, I, seamless. I, I, and I know I what agree. you think. I, I agree. Totally, I, I yeah. totally know what you're saying. I completely understand. I just think that at this point, it's going to just come down to, like, like they got to figure out a way to get Kemba Walker going because like yeah. at this point Goran Dragic is absolutely like annihilating this team the Boston Celtics like Goran Dragic is winning the point guard matchup mm-hmm. and you can't you just can't have that like you have a rookie like Tyler Hero is destroying your team you can't have a 20 year old who can't even drink who just wants to this game to finish so he can go back to his like hotel room to his like IG model girlfriend like you can't have that you can't, like <laughs> I'm so glad like the, the Celtics won game five just because like Duncan Robinson was destroying them in the first half like they're losing to a, like a guy who's killing them with like a thousand different pump fakes who played D3 basketball <laughs> like you can't lose like this like lose to like Jimmy Butler lose to like something like this but whoa. you don't like, whoa don't, whoa no. No, I am like, the Jimmy Butler stan of this podcast. No, what what does I, that mean? Uh, exactly. I'm, no, I'm just saying. Like, lose, lose to, to Jimmy Butler? Hmm? Like, lose to, like, the best player. Don't lose to, like, a thousand different pump fakes from a D3 guy. Don't lose to, like, Goran Dragic finessing you at the, at, the paint, at, the, at the rim. Don't lose to, like, Tyler Hero, who drops 37 on you. Like, how do you let Tyler Hero, a rookie, a 20-year-old, like, I realize he's nice. Really but, like, good. how do you let these guys drop 37 points on you? I don't think I don't think they let him. Like Miami well, like, got theirs. No, but I I understand. But like he just got to be better. I know. Like Kembo got to wake up. Defensively, they have to execute. Like it's rough watching the Celtics. Like they got to figure it out. And if they don't, they're probably gonna lose tonight. Yeah. I, I like when people are like, we need Charlotte Kemba. <laughs> like, yeah. They need, they need a guy that didn't make the playoffs. Also. 
I don't I don't know what's going on, but Kemba it seems like Kemba made every single buzzer beater against the Toronto Raptors. Like yeah. John, like yeah. you know how like every time quarter's about to expire, he gets like a layup, a, a three pointer from like the the logo. I'm like, fuck, like we Oh no, Raptors. no, that was Jeremy Lamb. No, 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 no. Like in the second round, like when Oh, like, oh I think it been regular season. No, no. In the second round against the Raptors, like every single game, it seems like when the quarter's about to expire, Kemba Walker has the ball and he drops a buzzer beat. I think he hit like five or six against yeah. the Raptors at the buzzer when the quarter oh, yeah. expired. He's oh, missed yeah. every single one this round against the Miami Heat. Every single one. Not so cardiac Kemba on this one. No. Why is still a lot of percentages. Why yeah. is, dude, why is Romeo Langford getting minutes now? Why is Ennis Kanter getting so many minutes now? Like, why can't, <laughs> dude, like, where was Kanter this was like Raptors? three for three. Dude, where was this? Point. Dude, where was this against the Raptors? Like, why? Why does Kemba stop hitting buzzer beaters? Why does Ennis Canner play? Why does Romeo Langford get into a game? Why does Jason Tatum get zero points and seem like completely unengaged in a half? You know, he goes and scores twenty-eight in the second half. That's different. We're that's not gonna talk that's about like that's like sometimes what he scores in a whole game. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sensing some bitterness here. Yeah, I, know. I, I, I don't think this is entirely about this series, Richard. Yeah, anyways, guys. No, I have um, a solution. I have a solution. I have a very good solution for you. So yeah. seeing how Goran has been the X factor for uh, Miami, I mean, yeah. he has someone else. Yeah. Zoran Tragic that he could always sign. He was highly sought out for after Goran was uh, picked. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, like, if Raptors went out and signed free agent Zoran Dragic, playoff run? That sounds like we already have playoff runs, Kevin. That sounds like a horrible idea. It's okay. <laughs> sure. doesn't, doesn't help make me feel better. It doesn't help John feel better. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, before we give our football picks to wrap this up, um, quick reminder, ballandroll.com, your spot for the best basketball content on the web, shop.ballandroll.com. Your spot for the hottest basketball merch on the web, guys. Let's give like a basic finals prediction. Like, if oh, the yes. Celtics move on, who wins? How many games? Who's the MVP? And if the Heat move on, who wins? How many games? Who's the MVP? Uh, let's start off with you, John. Okay, so uh, if I see the Celtics making the finals, and they're they're playing the Lakers, obviously a historic matchup between those two teams, but I think. The Lakers are just too big for the Celtics. Like, we talked about how there's a size discrepancy between Miami and L.A. I think the same can be said about Boston. Because outside of, like, Ennis Kanter, there's not really a big body in down low that can dominate the glass and keep someone like Anthony Davis on wraps. So I think if it, if it's the Celtics going to the finals, I think the Lakers are going to take it probably in five games, I want to say. Uh, a little bit premature because I like to give teams usually the benefit of the doubt, and I usually predict six. But I, I just think the Celtics don't have too many options to guard the Lakers in in the paint anyway. So I got Lakers in five if they play the Celtics, and if Miami makes the finals, I think it'll be a little more interesting because Miami's offense is a little more nuanced, and I also think that Bam Adebayo will be a key factor in this series guarding a guy like Anthony Davis because he's got the athleticism and the strength. I'll be, yeah. He's not the tallest guy, so that could be a factor too. But if it's Miami, 
I, I still don't feel comfortable picking them over the Lakers because outside of, you know, Jimmy Butler, is is Jimmy Butler going to be passive in this series? Mm-hmm. Is a guy like Drogic or, or uh, Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson, is he going to have to go off for one game for the Miami Heat to take some games? So I think with all that being said, I think the Lakers will probably take Miami in six and – both series, I have probably LeBron James winning Finals MVP because Le- LeBron is going to take his game to the next level in the finals because I think he's been somewhat inconsistent in the playoffs. Like there's some games where he's not completely going off. I think he's really just saving himself for the finals because we we do often forget that LeBron is like what 35 years old now. He's entering the twilight years of his career, so he can't always go 100% in every game. But in the finals, when it's winning time, as LeBron James likes to say, he's going to take his game to the next level. So I think the Lakers are going to take the title. Kev, what you got? Okay, so you gotta you gotta pick against the Lakers again. You've done it. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. You stop right now, Richard. You stop right now. Okay, so if Lakers play Celtics, you know. This would be a cool series because of the whole Lakers-Celtics rivalry, which hasn't existed for like 20 years. Yeah. But um, but it, people still talk about it. I mean, actually not 20 years, about 10 years, because there was the Kobe and uh, Garnett, that whole rivalry, which wasn't much of a rivalry. Uh, but in that series, I would say Lakers win in, I'm going to say four. I think it's going to be a sweep. It's going to be an embarrassing sweep. It's going to be like when uh, the Lakers play the Nets uh, in the finals. Wasn't that a sweep? I'm pretty sure. New Jersey uh, Nets? I think yeah, so. Well, I think that's that was a sweep too. So I think it's going to be a sweep similar to that if they if they play. And I think uh, Anthony Davis is going to be the finals MVP because it is Anthony Davis's team. Um, second, if my <laughs> – I'm sorry, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Heat <laughs> makes it into the finals. See, this whole time, I bet against the Lakers. And yes. every single time, Lakers have proved me wrong. So this is the one time I'm going to switch it up just because I want Miami to win. But I'm going to say Lakers win this. Reverse just so Miami psychology. wins. See, reverse like psychology. I'm playing the universe right now. The universe thinks I want the Lakers to win. But <laughs> Loki, I want Miami to win. but... The universe also has the receipt of you placing a bet on the on the Heat winning in the NBA Finals. Nah, the universe doesn't put versus out the this. Blazers. Yeah, yeah, versus the Blazers. Oh, I never forget. That. No, 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 no. So the, no, my, my bet is just even. I made a bet uh, on Bodog uh, yeah. f- for Miami Heat making it into the playoffs and Miami Heat w- uh, ma- uh, making it into the finals and Miami Heat winning outright. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one of them very possible, but you know I'm still counting, waiting to see if Celtics they can pull it out. Who knows? But if Miami Heat versus Lakers, I'm saying Lakers win, and again Anthony Davis being the Finals MVP because and again how, Anthony how, Davis's how, team. Four games. Oh, four. oh, it's gonna be a gentleman sweep. Oh, it's gonna be a gentleman. Got it. Okay. Um, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna end this up. Um, let's say the Celtics make the finals. Um, I actually think that would be an interesting series. Uh, first of all, I can't wait for the playoffs to end just because Magic Johnson's Twitter has been abnormally <laughs> bad. Like, the way he tweets about the Lakers and the way he tweets about LeBron, like, it has to end. Yeah. Um, if the, so if the Celtics and the Lakers match up, I think it's going to go six games. I think the Lakers 
I think the Celtics have a lot of athletic wit and strong wings that could potentially give throw like some like tough matchups against LeBron. You know, like Marcus Smart's a good defender, Jalen Brown's a good defender, and I think the Celtics have the best cast of players to like go up against LeBron. But then I completely agree with you, John, that like I have no idea what they're gonna do with Anthony Davis. Um, I still think the Celtics are better than how they've looked in like certain mm-hmm. points in this in this playoff. So I think they they make it. Lakers win in four. LeBron is still the MVP. If the Miami Heat, before I get to the Miami Heat, let me just say one thing about Paul Pierce, who a former <laughs> Celtic, oh who uh, said that the past generation was not afraid of LeBron James. And now everyone's afraid of LeBron James. All I know is LeBron James like dropped like 55 points on Paul Pierce in like in, in the playoffs and eliminated the Celtics. Like I don't understand what Paul Pierce is doing as an analyst, and I don't know a single person in like sporting history who has been like using his one championship ring to validate himself more than Paul Pierce has. It's pathetic and it's annoying, and he's a loser. I mean- you should this get guy it. also got stabbed 11 times and played 82 games that season. Should have, Somebody should have stabbed him the 12th time. Anyway. Oh, my Lord. No, Richard. We do I'm not kidding. inside I'm violence on this podcast. I'm Absolutely kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, Can't I'm forget kidding. how he faked his injury to yeah, take his shit was, in the middle of a game. Yeah. Grit, Sean, like, Sean, that was grit. Dude. I, all I all I know is like Paul Pierce is an absolute loser. Whenever he goes off on LeBron James, I don't know what LeBron James did to hurt him. Maybe it's that fifty-five points that he dropped on him in the playoffs and eliminated him. But like it's time to move on. Like LeBron is better than any other player that Paul Pierce has ever gone up against. Like just nice. shut up. Anyways, Miami Heat make the finals. I, I think that series also goes uh, six games. Um, Again, I think the Bam Adebayo-Anthony Davis matchup is going to be really interesting just because Anthony uh, Bam Adebayo is an incredible defensive player, and it seems like Anthony Davis hasn't really got any pushback from anyone that the Lakers have played throughout this series. But then I just don't know what the Heat are going to do with LeBron James. Like, yeah, maybe Jimmy Butler is going to take him the majority of the series, but other than that, I really don't know. Right, you can't, and you can't, like, you can't play LeBron man to man though. Yeah, yeah, you just, just there has to be different types of schemes there. Yeah, but I, I, I really don't know. And the Lakers do a really good job switching. Like I feel so bad for like the LeBron versus Duncan Robinson minutes that are going to happen yeah. in that series is going to be it's going to be big yikes. Um, Rajon Rondo is falling out of his mind too. So like Steph it seems Curry. like. Yeah, it seems like with the Lakers, just everything is clicking at the right time. Like, LeBron is playing out of his mind. Like, Anthony Davis is insane. And, like, at the end of the day, like, the Lakers have two of the top five basketball players in the world. And, look, like, they're making shots. They're playing great defense. And they're going to have the two best players in that series in the NBA Finals, no matter whether they go up against the Heat or if they go up against the Celtics. Mm -hmm. So, I think... the Lakers are going to win in six. Okay, so all three of us got Lakers winning against Miami. Okay, good. Yeah. No. So now we got to, like – and also, I just want LeBron to win another championship. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why, you know, I really want – I'm really saying Lakers. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah no, for, no, Kev, for sure. Um, See, like, I really want a Miami, but, ah, shucks, you know? You, you know what I'm excited for? Um, John, you, were, you weren't around for this because this was like, let's see. This note on my iPhone was last edited on, geez, September 25th, 2019, mm. where we gave our preseason predictions. Oh, my. Okay, you want to do this? Okay, let's go, Richard. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to extend this episode for a little while. Go ahead, Richard. Hit me with it. Dude, I think we did pretty well overall, okay. except for, um, you'll, you'll see, John. Okay, John, you ready for this? Hit, yo, hit me with it. Okay. Rookie of the year. Kevin and I were both right. We both had Ja. Okay. Okay. MVP. Kev had Steph. I had Giannis. Wait, I had. Why did I have Steph? I think it was a sexy pick at the beginning of the season. I think it was a sexy pick. I I don't know how a resurgence of Steph without KD. Yeah. More time for him. Right. But no asterisk injury. Season-ending injury. Yeah. That doesn't count. Okay. Sure. Western. Okay. This is where things got. Pretty bad spicy? Okay. Uh, okay. Western Conference playoffs. Kevin, Clippers one, Lakers two. Uh, this actually isn't bad at all. Clippers one, Lakers two, Denver three, Houston four, Utah five, Portland six, Warriors seven, <laughs> Warriors, Spurs eight. <laughs> LOL. Asterix, asterix, injury, season-ending injury. It don't count. Um, yeah. That's not terrible. CJ McCollum had a broken back, too. No, so that doesn't no, count either. No, this is just the playoffs, like the standings. The- yeah, I know asterisks. I'm throwing asterisks. I'm allowed to throw as many asterisks as possible. This no, is a no, season you- of asterisks. No, you're right. Mine, <laughs> my top eight were Houston, Denver, Clippers, Lakers, Utah, Blazers, Warriors, and Spurs. Okay. So that's not that so- far off. Okay. I think- you're allowed to throw asterisks, too. So, so check this out. Check this out. Our East oh, was actually this. pretty solid. So, Kev, you had Bucks, Philly, Boston. Bulls. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that one. Miami, Asterix. Indiana, Atlanta, Toronto. Okay, asterisks on the Atlanta what? and asterisks on uh, uh, the Bulls. Okay, this okay. is what I'm proud of. Here we go. My Eastern Conference. Bucks, Philly, Raptors, Indiana, Celtics, Miami, Brooklyn, Orlando. I called every single one of the eight playoff teams. Oh. On September 25th, 2019. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'll allow that. I'll kudos to that one. Yep. And the the order wasn't exactly correct, but I got all eight teams. Mm-hmm. NBA Finals, who wins the championship? You had the Bucks. Damn. I had the I had the Lakers. Damn. Okay. Gotta roll with the Lakers. Yeah, that's there fair. We go. I thought. I think overall. We did really well based on, like, there are so many injuries, COVID. I, th- I think this is pretty good. I don't want to talk about it. You know what? I wanted to bring something else up today, no, but I, I'm going to let it be. I'm going to let no, it be. That, no, I'm, I'm, like, dead serious. Like, dead ass. Like, I think this is a pretty no, good job. No, was it? Mine was absolutely bum. I had Atlanta Hawks making the playoffs. Why in the hell what? Atlanta what? Hawks making the playoffs? <laughs> Dude, okay, yeah, that was, the, but yeah, again, that was a sexy pick for you. Like, that I, was I a, mean, okay, so the thing is that they have a new arena with a barber shop in the arena. Dude, you got lost Damn. in the sauce. Like, it's fine. We all do. We all do. Everyone. Your Western time. Conference was like very well done until like the Warriors and the Spurs, who everybody had. Yeah. 
I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, Richard, what are your mortal locks this week? Football's about to start in 30 minutes. That's that's true. Okay. Uh, I just want to point out that I'm 14 and 5 with my spread picks so far this season, which makes me feel really, really good. That's actually and pretty I've won. Good. Yeah, I'm really pumped about that. Yeah. I feel really good going into tonight, into today. I got the Washington football team as one of my mortal locks. They're a plus seven road underdog against the Cleveland Browns. The Washington football team have the best front line in all of football. Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, he's ranked 33rd against pressure. Hmm. That doesn't go well together. So I'm going to take mm-hmm. the Washington football team plus seven. Next up, I got the Tennessee Titans, one of my favorite picks of the week. The Minnesota Vikings are horrible. Kirk Suck. Cousins is horrible. They lost six guys on their defense. Their defense doesn't look good anymore. They lost Stephon Diggs, and they look like a completely different offense. Meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans have, are 2-0. They're playing well. Ryan Tannehill has been incredibly good since getting a contract extension. Minus three, that's nothing. I'm going to take the Lock Tennessee Titans. Lock that one in. And then I got the De- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Denver Broncos. They're a 6.5-point favorite on the road. The Denver Broncos don't have Drew Locke. They're playing a bum-ass quarterback from the University of Florida. So they're going to be counting. And they lost Cortland Sutton for the remainder mm-hmm. of the season. So they're going to count on their on their running backs today. They're going to count on Phillip Lindsay. They're going to count on Gordon. And the big thing here is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best run defense in football since, like, the beginning of last year. And mm-hmm. Mike Evans is healthy now. I think Godwin's playing today. I think the Buccaneers might even blow out the Denver Broncos. Blow that was, that back my, was that my third pick? That was your third pick. Okay, my last pick, and I'm going to regret this because I hate betting on them, and Julio Jones is out today. I got yeah. the Atlanta Falcons at home. I have them. Nope. I, I I picked them outright. Like I know nope. there's a three point spread, but I I picked them outright. And honestly, if you have the spread, just take them uh, minus three. The Chicago Bears are two and zero, but they're not that good. They're so offensively limited with Mitch Trubisky. They also played against two really bad football teams, the Giants and the New York uh, and the Detroit Lions. Right now, they're going up against Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan has thrown for like 350-plus yards in the past two games. Mm. I feel like he's going to do that again. And like when Matt Ryan does that, like what is Mitch Trubisky going to do to counter it? They're not good enough. There's not enough offensive firepower to keep up with that. So I got the Atlanta Falcons. And shout-out to John. I'm, go- I'm riding with his Washington football team. Yeah, you yeah. have to. You have to. Let's go football team. <laughs> So they're one I'm, I'm, I'm not, they're, I'm they're not one touching. and one. Look, yeah. they're one and one, but they're the best team in the NFC East right now. Yeah, yeah, and y- your team is in that division too. Let's yeah. not talk about it. Um, but okay, so Falcons, I'm not touching them. I'm not touching them with a meter stick. I don't trust the Falcons after last week's debacle against the Cowboys. That onside kick, uh, Greg the Leg Zerline lined up this little. Uh, spraying uh, fish, and then nobody wanted to jump on it. Anyways, whatever. So we got the Texans playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, arguably one of the best defenses in the league. They have a pretty good offense, but I'm taking the Texans over here, plus four. New England, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I love me some Patriots. Cam Newton made a big push in the fourth quarter uh, against Seahawks last week in primetime. Amazing game if it weren't for that final drive. Anyways, uh, I'm taking... 
Patriots minus six over here just because the Raiders, they got hit with a fine because they had some unauthorized employees in the locker room. Boom. Bad juju. Bad juju. I don't want to touch them. Uh, next up, we got Denver Broncos and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Philip Lindsay might not have been actually played today. He's doubtful, and he's listen- he, he didn't practice almost all of last week. So I'm taking Buccaneers minus 6.5. Even if you wanted to like go adjust your own spread and take minus 20, I would take the Buccaneers easily on that one. Next up, San Francisco 49ers. They don't even have the original team over there anymore. Bosa's out. Uh, Kittle's out. You Solomon, got the, huh? yeah, the Solomon dude's out. You know, Jimmy G's out. Mostert is out. Mostert is out. This team is a shell of who they were before. Uh, I'll be surprised to see what Kyle Shanahan does with that team. But I'm taking the Giants over here, plus 3.5. I think that's, like, one of my best picks this week. The Giants plus 3.5 against 49ers. And you know 49ers lost half their roster last week in the exact same stadium playing against uh, the Jets, and they didn't do anything to the stadium after the uh, NFL came in and uh, did their tests. So, locking the Giants. There we go. Um, John, John, who do you, who do you have here? Honestly, I don't know, but I'll make my own motor lock right now. Okay, I'm going to say this. Washington football team for the Super yes. Bowl this year. Okay. They're going to uh, take wait, it. Wait, what? What? Uh-huh. They're taking the Super Bowl this year. Washington John? football team. I'm locking uh-huh. it in. I wonder what the odds on that are. Uh, it, it's really good, Jonathan. If you, if you truly believe that, you should maybe even just put 10 on it. Because I think the odds on it is like plus plus. 5,500 maybe. I'm going to check right now. That's the last thing we're going to do on this um, team. On this on this episode. Let's see. The Washington football team, they have the second lowest odds Super in the cool. entire in the entire Who are the worst? Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course. How do, over. The, but it's been your magic. The Washington football team plus 30,000. Dude, John John, John, lock that in. John, you, if you in. believe it, John, just put 10 on it. You, Dude. Jonathan, you have to do this. Yo, I, I have to, man. I got to support my team. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do some math here and to see how much you're going to win if you just put like $5 on this. Okay. Um, so there's an odds calculator, which I'm using. Yeah, yeah here, one sec. So I got you. Um, so so when when would the Super Bowl start then if if like if they made it all the way there? February. Uh, February. Yeah. So, so if we're we're on this podcast in February and the Washington football team is in the Super Bowl, all I can say is I opened my fourth eye. Damn. Not about that third, but John, if you put a ten dollar bet on it, it's three thousand dollar payout. Yo. I, I think I might have to. Why not? Just throw a tenor at it, see what happens. There's crazier things that have happened in this world, okay? Yeah, There's for cra- sure. Yes, yeah. Yeah. a global pandemic is one of them. Yep. There we go. Anyways, guys, we got we got to wrap this one up. Um, we got football to watch. Yes, sir. John has the Washington football team to watch. Um, so, ballandroll.com, your spot for the best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, your spot for the hottest basketball merch on the web. We'll be back next week. I think. Until I then. So. I hope so. Until then. Peace. Peace. Peace.